Hello all beautiful stroke survivors. My name is Karina and I will be your host, but I'm also the creator of this podcast, Stroke Surviving the Odds. I'd like to formally welcome you. Out of all the millions of podcasts that are out there, you decided to stop on mine and I'm very lucky. I suffered a brainstem dissection in March of 1999. Uh, after that, I fell into a coma and then a locked-in syndrome, but luckily I am back here with you guys. And I vowed that when I was going to get over this traumatic, life-changing event, that I was going to share my story and my tricks of surviving this world as a stroke survivor myself. Like I said, 24 years ago, there was no concept of podcast. Well, now luckily that there is, the mission of this show has always been and will always be to make one person around the world feel better. And because of this platform, because that the word is getting out, this show, my show, is number seven worldwide. Worldwide in the category of stroke survivor podcast. That is huge. We are in 33 countries, obviously in seven continents. This is quite an accomplishment for a little le- a little over a year. And without you, my listeners, that would not happen. So thank you so very much, really, I mean it. My episodes are full of value. I talk about everything. Nothing is off subject with me. Um, We range from motivation, communication, organization, uh, letting go. Um, There's so many things that us stroke survivors have to adapt that this show is perfect. Go right ahead and download the episode so you will not miss anything. And do like I do when I listen to other people's podcasts. Go right ahead and take some notes if if you have to. But definitely, definitely download and subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes. My platform on Facebook is Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And on Instagram, I am at SSTO underscore the podcast. I don't know if you've listened to my other episodes, which I wish you did, and I hope you did rather, uh, but uh, I'm letting you know that I'm from Montreal, Canada, and uh, obviously we all had Labor Day weekend. Beautiful weekend, beautiful weather, very relaxing to be honest, uh, and there seems to have been a popular topic on social media. It was not the topic of the day, but I've noticed a pattern And it's funny because I had done a post about a year ago uh, about that. And it's about the importance of filling your cup. But today, for the sake of the podcast and the sake of my stroke survivor community, and for my own sake, (laughs) it's the importance of filling your cup as a stroke survivor. We are going to talk a little bit more in detail about that in a couple of minutes. So let's do this, guys. 
in this particular context of filling your glass, filling your cup, it means replenishing your mental health, your emotional and physical energy that you need to stop and you need to recharge your battery. I'm going to give you a concrete example. Somebody, somebody's car stalls and what do we do? We get someone to boost us, boost the battery, right? Another example, someone unfortunately has a heart attack. What does the doctor use? What does the doctor do to, to reboost the heart? He puts the paddles and he reboots the heart to function. It's the same thing with you. If your battery is dead, how can you give? Or rather, if your battery is running on low, it's even more tiring, more exhausting. How can you be giving to people around you? I can honestly tell you this little story. A few years ago, I felt my life was pretty stagnant and I needed to be recharged. I felt like at that time I was giving, giving, giving to everybody around, thinking that it was filling me up, that it was making me feel better, but in reality, it was taking a lot of my energy and I didn't have anything else left for myself. So I had to do something drastic to reboost. That is me. And usually when I want to do something drastic, it's with my hair. <laughs> so I went to my hairdresser and I had her shave a side of my head. And there's a style I wanted and I've been delaying and delaying because for personal reasons, I guess I didn't feel ready for it, but this was the perfect time. And when I left the hairdresser with my new shaved head, <laughs> I felt like I was reboosted. Like I had this new, this new energy, this, this new vibe in me that I was actually capable of giving to others, again, without feeling guilty and without working myself to the bone type of thing. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna throw a couple more examples out there because I wanna make sure that you understand. When we are on an airplane and the air stewardess is giving us the instructions, what does she say to do when the oxygen masks fall? She says to use it on yourself before even your child or your husband or next to you. Do you know why? Again, how can you help others if you are not helping yourself? How can you put the oxygen mask on someone else if you are dead? If you are lacking oxygen yourself, you are gasping for air. You are a fish out of a fish tank, out of water. And the last example I'm going to give you, and I know that you ladies are going to relate to this, and gentlemen do. Kids, we give timeouts to the kids, right? They get overactive, uh, never mind the fact that they disrespect and they you know, they do things to each other and all that. But 
we give them a timeout for them to calm down, we center, think about what they did, but we still give them a timeout. So filling your cup is like giving yourself a timeout. And it's actually very beneficial, even if it's only five minutes. It's very, very essential to your rehabilitation. I've been very candid with you guys that over the years I've had mental health issues and that I've had a burnout and depression. And I know what I'm talking about because I lived it. But I also, I also got better with time. One thing that I realized is that things can get very stagnant. They remain the same. Or sometimes they come to a complete stop. And that is when altogether you have that burnout or that depression, chronic fatigue, anxiety. If that is you, if what I'm saying is resonating, you definitely seek the help of a professional. Surround yourself with people that uplift you, but also continue listening to my show. Because remember, if I got out of things such as my burnout, my depression, my anger issues, there's no reason why you cannot. That's when I say that filling your cup, filling your cup is going to be when you start doing things that are really, really conducive to your mental health, to your well-being altogether. It's essentially finding balance. Everything has a yin and a yang, right? Too much is like not enough. Very much the case in my... I'm a big empath to begin with. And I've given, given, given to the expense of not receiving enough. And only in therapy have I learned to balance, to not give so much because I was at one point saying, I keep giving myself and giving everything to everybody and helping out and being there for everybody, but who is doing it something for me? Who the fuck is doing something for me? Who, who is there for me as much? And that's when I realized that I needed to find that balance. Too much of something is like not enough. I was in the process of publishing my episode. And I, I, I felt like there was something missing, something I needed to say that was important. And that my episode was not complete. So I am back in my episode and I'm adding a little segment. Thanks for bearing with me. You know how I'm always saying that when your mind and your body are not in sync, the other one hurts, right? 
Sometimes filling your cup is saying goodbye to people and things that take your energy. It doesn't mean that you don't love them. It doesn't mean that it's forever. I've told you in one of my episodes in my season one, um, how me and my spouse, we just didn't see eye and eye anymore. And it, it became toxic. And it was not good for either one of us. So I am now living my life in my, in my apartment and he is in his house. But guess what? A year and a half after, we're still best friends. And that toxicity that was there is no longer because I have control over my mind-body, over what's happening. So a lot of what I say in my episodes, they overlap each other because when you control that, you control the situation. When the stroke happened, you lost control. It happened. Now, this is a chance for you to take back your own personal control. And the mind-body, the mind-body is something very powerful that needs to be listened to. So that is what I had to add to today's episode, guys. But it's definitely been extremely worth it for me. And um, I can only... Hope that for some people, it's going to give you the courage to go right ahead and do what you got to do. In life, in order to find out what needs to be fixed, very often you need to find out what the problem is, right? I have two questions for you guys. I would love if you could just write them down and be true to yourself and answer them. My first one is very easy. When you're happy, what's going on? What's going on in your body? How do you feel? What's going on in your mind? And the second question is that when you are sad or you're mad, tell tell me what's going on with your body. How do you feel? Where are you hurting? In your mind, what are your thoughts? I have an important question. Those negative thoughts and negative feelings and negative aches that you have. How does it make you feel to have that pain? So do you like feeling like that? If the answer is no, then why do you keep doing this or accepting it or taking it? If I put my hand on the table and I... I choose to go ahead and take the hammer and hammer on my hand. Can I really complain that my hand is hurting? When I inflict in my own pain? Right? So the same thing goes for that. But once you know what the problem is, you can find the solution. Is the solution for you filling your cup, making you a better husband or a better wife? 
a better teenager because apparently we have strokes at every age now. <laughs> it's always been, but now it's more talked about and I'm very happy about that. When you find yourself in the gym and you have clarity of your mind, does that fill your cup? Or is it when you go in the garage and you fiddle with your tools, you stay there for an hour or two, you listen to the radio and you have a beer and you find things that you've been, the hammers you've been looking for, <laughs> or you're meditating, you're quieting the mind. Is that when you fill your cup? Or is it when you clean your closet and you put everything in order, you look at your jewelry and all your girly things and your makeup? I like to do that, by the way. <laughs> Those are things that do fill my cup. What do you feel? How does it make you feel? Why do you keep doing it? And what are you going to do to make yourself feel better, to be a better wife and a better husband? It's okay, guys, to be selfish. It's okay. You're allowed. After everything you've gone through, you are allowed. Usually my episodes have a very distinctive, very happy, or very serious. I don't know if it's only me, but today I think I'm pretty neutral. <laughs> I'm pretty neutral because it's something that needed to be addressed. Something for your well-being, but something that is so, at the end of the day, happy. So you have been listening to me, Karina, over here at Stroke Surviving the Odds, the number seven podcast worldwide in the category of stroke survivors. And know that I love you very much. My angle on Facebook is Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And on Instagram, I am at SSTO underscore the podcast. Like I said, I love you immensely. It's time for me to go. I have to be at work pretty soon. So I love you very much and I will talk to you soon.